0: boss. My name is Laird. I'm Rafi. And this is what we take the podcast about Toronto and just amazing life stuff in such a cold time. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a while. eh? It's been a bit. It's been a minute. We were happy happy 2019. That's exactly the uh, happy new year to you. Yeah. And a big question I got about uh, about your new year is a couple things. First, did you have a good new year?
1: Yeah. And when is it that you can stop saying Happy New Year. That's true.
0: Yeah. That is. It's a. It's a weird thing. I, I don't want to say it in like. I think actually probably like second or third week of January. Really? Yeah. I think it's a wrap. I think. I think. I think all January. Yeah. I, it goes together with Christmas trees. So Chris. Right. Anything. Anything later than the last date you would consider it okay mm-hmm. to have a Christmas tree in your house. Yeah. Probably the last okay. time to, to, to say Happy New Year, unless you're at work. So, like some people, my wife, she took that tree like <laughs> before New Year's. Right. Um, but in past years, we've had it in our house for like the first week of January. Right. Um, so I, sh- you know what? I'd give a day, a week's a week's grace because of parents that had to stay home with their kids. So I'd say second week of January. And After then, cool. just how's it going?
1: How's it going? Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I see. I, I'm old school, so I don't actually send out the big uh, Facebook. Hey, Happy New Year to everybody! I actually personally say Happy New Year to people. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: like the te- like the text message or yeah, uh, or the phone could call be, it or be a email. text message,
1: phone call, email, whatever. But sometimes yeah. you just miss the people. You know, there's some people you just miss. Yeah. Uh, again, especially when you're doing it. Individually, you'd miss people. Yeah, that's a lot uh, of work. And and then yeah, it is, it is. But you know, it's personal. Yeah. And so when you actually run into a person you're supposed to say Happy New Year to, them, and you realize oh, it's been two weeks since I last saw this person. Yeah. I'd say Happy New Year. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I saw the person at the end of the month, I would still say, Hey man, how's your 2019 going? Yeah. Happy New Year. Year. Yeah. yeah. So
0: so you think end of January? Yeah. End of January. End of
1: January. After that, if you don't if you don't see someone, 30 days, maybe <laughs> that person doesn't deserve. <laughs> Maybe they're, happy new maybe they're just not on your happy new year level, yeah. right?
0: Like they're just, they're just not worthy
1: of Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Come on, no text, no phone call, no email, <laughs> not even a personal connection in 30 days. It's like, well, I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm, I'm new year's worthy yeah. for well, you. We've been in uh, touch
0: even uh, before that. Ex- yeah. no, it's just, it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's like, that's uh, so you can actually organize your friends by yeah. new year's worthy, yeah. not new year's worthy. And you know what, since it's new year's is that time for resolutions and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe that's around the time that you start to do a purge. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. of, of those those phone numbers that you You're might right. have in your in your phone that uh, you know what this person I haven't really talked to in a while and that's actually when you probably downgrade them to Facebook yeah right um, downgrade them to like just social
1: that's yeah. it yeah <laughs> oh man and imagine if you know how you have in Facebook you have acquaintances and friends yeah imagine you go from even the worse. Uh, from just being Facebook friends to acquaintance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is Maria. She's my Facebook uh, acquaintance. acquaintance. Uh, which is code for I see them maybe uh, once a year or not? Maybe. I just see their pictures
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But on that note, right Sorry, do, you have, we're say so. do you have resolutions?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, my resolution for this year, uh, although I'm not a big resolution person, uh, the joke that I've been telling people is that I want to get fat. I want to do less. Because, <laughs> you know, that way, when you actually do those things, you feel good. Well, that's an easy goal. Yeah. Right? You know, that's uh, that, that, that's an attainable goal. Right. That's realistic. I, realistic, and you, you feel good about it at the end, you know. Uh, when, you're, when you're looking at uh, December 31st, uh, 2019, you're going, I'm fatter. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like when you look at that scale, you're like, you know, 15, maybe 20 pounds, uh, yeah.
1: l- a little extra. I'm probably still at the job that I probably didn't want to be in. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, I am doing all the wrong things in my life. That's awesome. awesome. But it's fun. But, but I met a goal. I'm Hashtag
0: goals. Goal. You didn't, resolutions don't need to be productive. Did Who they, said that? Did they, need <laughs> <laughs> they just need to be goal-oriented. And as long as I meet my goal, you know, that's, that's, that's me. Um, that's hilarious. So, <laughs> Uh, I do have a few, but I just want to talk about briefly um, Mm -hmm. the concept of the resolution itself because I've always been kind of a skeptical supporter. Yeah. I love the concept of being able to set new goals for yourself, Mm -hmm. almost like a fresh start, all that kind of other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I find that you can do that at any time of the year. Right. And I feel like there's this added pressure when it's during the new year time. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, I've made life changes like May. Right. Right, like I have decided to, like I would say November, I yeah. decided to, to finally set up my gym in my basement and start to start working out again.
1: I feel like right? you're just articulating what I feel. Ex- exactly, yeah, <laughs> well, a lot better. Ex-
0: ex- exactly, yeah. yeah, like it's a. Uh,
1: so that's why you're <laughs> that's why you're saying I'm just going to set an absurd goal. No, <laughs> no, no a- absurd goal is yeah. I want to get an eight pack. By may that's a yes sir yes yeah. this, this is a very attainable <laughs> risk-free risk-free just, just amazing at the, at the end you feel good because guess what you're not stopping yourself from having more fries no exactly right now go sorry go you going you I'm
0: probably joking. enjoyed the journey to yeah. get there by the yeah. end of 2019 so anyways that's, that's why i'm always kind of a skeptical supporter, mm. a huge huge supporter of self-improvement all that kind of stuff but mm. again just this weird kind of uh mm. uh pressure that comes with it so you know, to me, my uh, I, I'd say have a, a resolution every couple months, yeah. right? Like, I think it's probably a good That's idea good. just to reflect on on what you've done yep. uh, or how things are going or right. if you're reaching to, trying to reach a goal that might not be re- realistic. In fact, one big realization about myself um, that I've really taken in, and this is not even around like New Year's, this is before, uh, and that I'm starting to think about a little more now is, is the concept of um, focusing on a couple of things yeah. and going all in on those, yeah. as opposed to ten million things yeah. and going kind of on all of them, yeah. right? So you know those are the kind of. But that, but to me that that's an adjustment. That's after mm-hmm. after a few months of doing like six things at the same time, where you're like, oh, I probably should right. prioritize which one has the most legs and which one I want to focus on right now.
1: I think I think exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know. Uh, that that's exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this year is suppo- uh, I'm going to try to narrow down and focus in uh, on things that you know are are going to be better for me immediately, or even in the, the mid medium term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, previously I tried too many different things, my hand in different pots, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes when other things wouldn't pan out the way it would yeah. have, because I didn't put enough focus into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and then I'd feel not so great about myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's it, we haven't even talked about it, but we no. had the similar sort of goal. Cause yes. I think yeah, it's yeah. important to simplify something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a key thing, yeah. right? Uh, but I mean, it's it's hilarious because we're we're at least blessed with the option of simplification. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, I, and I think that's the one thing that I, I why I always wanted to do so many things at the same time, and I'm sure other people probably feel about the same way. Uh, you know, people that have a lot of ideas, a lot of stuff they want to do. Is that if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you have all that stuff, you kind of want to act on it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know some people don't necessarily have as much going on, yeah. either because they have just different priorities or they yeah. they enjoy different other things. Relaxation is more important to them, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So you know, I always felt like I was blessed with all this opportunity. Yeah, I, I, think,
1: I think I know where you're trying to get at, and I think the difference here here is you know it's one thing to sit back and on a couch and go, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do that, yes, and not actually get it done. I think we're a little bit different. Where we were sitting on the couch and let's do this. Yes, and yeah, we yeah. did it, and yes, we were yeah. doing different things. Yes, and I think we got that high. Yes, of do- doing different things yeah. all the time, and feeling productive, like and yeah. getting like output. But really, at the end, the output was a lot less. Uh, Long term, it was maybe short term outputs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's why we're at a different place. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with you though. If you're someone who's sitting back and going, "I wish I could do that," you no, know, this maybe this is your year
0: to step up and do stuff. Exactly, exactly. Just don't months. just don't do ten million things, right? Like yeah. you know, if, or if, do ten
1: million things, things or but test then, them out and,
0: yeah. then, and then shave down because that's, that's what because we do. That's, that's true. That's true. So it's just about refocusing, but refocus. Love that. That's that that two two thousand nineteen year of refocusing, um, but. Gonna move on to a slightly different topic. Cause got got quite a few things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And that is the garlic pork outcome. Oh, yeah. Nice. Right? So uh, our last episode, so just just to recap, if you didn't listen to our last podcast, um, my family has a tradition with a ridiculous three or four foot trophy uh, for who makes the best traditional dish, which is a Guyanese mm-hmm. dish called garlic pork. And we've had some pretty outlandish entries in the past, but this year uh, was actually a pretty great year. So it was mixed. A big part of our family was away because of somebody's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So there's only about 50 or 60 people. Right. This year was probably about 35-40, and you kind of notice the difference, but still amazing. The park, pork was fantastic, and shout-out to my cousin Frank and, uh, uh, and his wife Angela, who actually coincidentally is from the original Degrassi. Side note, little fun fact there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, Frank is, is somebody who we started the whole tournament with, and my cousin and uncle won this year. Okay. So my cousin, um, his name is Nathan, my uncle's name is Elliot, uh, they won this year with my grandmother's traditional method. Right. Now, we, I made my grandmother's traditional method, but, and we actually all made it at the same time with the same kind of pork, but they did a different kind of disbursement of spices and vinegar and garlic and stuff like that, and theirs turned out beautiful. Mine was way too hot, and this is the problem. This is for all those people who are, who are working with spices out there, who are always like, we should put more hot in, we should put more hot in. Past years, I've made it too mild. This year, we overcorrected. Mm-hmm. So our toast, our pork, was just too much yep. to handle. Whereas my cousins, uh, Elliot and, uh, and Nathan, theirs, was like beautifully balanced. Okay. <coughs> Frank's was amazing as well. Uh, Dwayne, is another one of my cousins who would, and his was amazing as well. But there's one guy I got to call out because I love this guy. I love that he's a super, super close a um, uh, person to our family is one of the originators of this and I feel bad for him every year and um, that's one of our family friends named Dave and he has been making his family's garlic pork every year he finally placed top three this year out of I think six or seven mm-hmm. right but he I, I, I want to do a piece next year yeah. um, leading up to garlic pork because if his if he wins it will be such a triumph right because he has he's, it's been like seven, eight years we've been doing this now. Right. I've been on the podium. Uh, my cousin's been on the podium. Frank's been on the podium. A lot of the originators have been on the podium. But one of the main reasons why we created it is was because of this guy's family. And he has not made it to the top of the podium yet. Yeah. So I almost want to like rig it for him next year yeah. right, or have some sort of uh, um, uh, help that we, we we have him get to in, uh, next year. But uh, anyways, I'm, I'm always rooting for him. It just, He made it to at least one of the podiums this year. I hope next year he actually... Uh, he wins, but a lot of it is because he's, he's he only makes small changes every year. Right. <clears throat> Whereas Frank grows his own spices in his backyard. He goes like hardcore. Yeah. So those years, like Frank, normally takes it. But anyways, um, shout out to Nathan and Elliot for the W. Yeah. I'm gonna get you next year, though.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know the, this is the type of person you know. There's a situation or there's an opportunity here where this guy will come up with one one year. They'll come out with one recipe. They'll blow everyone's mind mm-hmm. and maybe just end the competition. <laughs> so, so he's actually helping everybody. But oh, okay, exactly. Right. Yeah, he's holding back. He's, back. he's
0: holding back. He's holding back. If he went too hard, it would just, be. Uh, it, it would be it would be brutal
1: it's a slow grind because think about it, he's making small changes I yeah think. that's true maybe he's just tweaking he's maybe
0: he's just, just toying he's he's, he's poking okay. at the electric fence
1: okay and then the one time it's gonna be perfect yep it's
0: gonna, it's gonna be honed in
1: yes so. Mike drop just you know actually plate drop <laughs> uh, plate,
0: <laughs> plate followed by mic drop, drop. that's awesome uh, I'm gonna have to give him a mic or have a mic ready just yeah. for him to do on that here yeah. done um, but uh, no, I, I actually kind of want to do a bit of a like a uh, a funny, dramatic but real, some reality, mm-hmm. funny, dramatic piece on all the people entering the contest and the yeah. lead up to it. But anyways, we'll see.
1: Like a mockumentary? exactly. What was that? What was that uh, Netflix show called again? The one with American the- Vandal. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ameri- yeah. American Vandal was uh, again. It's. It is toilet humor, <laughs> um, but it is, if it's you're fantastic. into toilet humor, <laughs> it's it's pristine toilet yeah. humor. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, that's uh, something I want to do. So uh, another thing I just want to briefly talk about is a guy named Sebastian Maniscalco. Mm-hmm. So he's a comedian. Have you ever heard of Sebastian no, Man- Man- Maniscalco? No. Okay, so he actually just had a new Netflix um, special that came out. Uh, and I've actually been into Sebastian uh, Maniscalco for, I'd say, almost 10 or 11 years. You know who told me about him? is francisco i'm throwing out a name that raffi and i know Mm -hmm. but francisco and francisco if you listen to this podcast i'm looking at you buddy uh but francisco told me about it and uh, told me about him and i loved his comedy early uh he's kind of talks about traditional italian family and how his dad was kind of hilarious um would would destroy stuff after a garage sale so people didn't steal it out of his garbage (laughs) go get the saw cut the couch in half (laughs) <laughs> that teddy bear <laughs> that didn't sell, <laughs> Cut it, decapitated, put the head out head head on Wednesday, put the body out on Friday. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. want anybody stealing when I could have sold them the day before. So anyways, these are the type of bits that he does. He's, he's really, really funny. Um, and his new special is actually amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's entered more fatherhood, yeah. that kind of period. So um, if you're kind of into that, uh, that uh, period. But yeah, two things I've noticed about Sebastian Maniscalco, I want to talk about briefly, is that he actually barely swears right right in an era where it is such the norm yeah for any comedian just yeah. of like blue street dave Chappelle, you know kevin hart you name it most most comedians now that are upper echelon you know louis ck when he was uh, prior to his whole issues um swore cr- like crazy and it dawned on me after He's kind of like a, I don't want to say like a Seinfeld, because they're different in comedy, mm-hmm. but Seinfeld kept it similarly as clean, mm-hmm. right? So he's kind of a clean comedian, right? Right, um, Which, again, is really, really rare. Yeah. But he sparked, and this is where, and I brought him up for a reason, because he sparked a question in my mind. And I want to know if you've had this experience, particularly with folks from Toronto. And that is... After you're in that, you know, in your text exchange with somebody like, yeah, I'm hanging out, da 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 Oh, did you want to meet this day? Sure, let's meet this day. And it's a bit of back and forth. Oh, I'm not available this time. What about this time? And then you call them. They are angry you called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to save time from a back and forth Text, text yeah. Why are you angry that I called? Yeah. Right, there was a, I had an uncomfortable moment for a few seconds when I got into one of these exchanges recently. So, I wanna know, would you get angry if I called you after a couple of exchanges? Yeah,
1: I would, <laughs> if, if, you, if, if you didn't ask me. like So you have to preempt it by yeah, saying, like, hey, you know what? do you wanna, mind if I call you? Yeah, you, you wanna talk this over on a call? Cause what if I'm in the washroom? Well then you don't answer the phone. But we're texting back and forth. <laughs> Man, isn't, that, isn't that worse? I have I have no excuse to not call or answer
0: yeah, the phone. Yeah. If you've just texted me and I've just responded, Here, here's what I'd say: is that I think you do have an excuse. You could have stepped away from your phone for a second. You could have been distracted. You could have not taken your phone in the bathroom with you and left it out. Whoa, Larry! You <laughs> don't take your phone to the bathroom. <laughs> I think that's okay, a, that's let, a different com- podcast. Let, let's come back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't take their phone to the bathroom? Yeah, which goodness. is dis- uh, which is disgusting. Every time, uh, just just know every time you ask somebody mm. to borrow their phone, just know yeah. that phone has been a partner in crime with them in yeah. the bathroom yeah. over X amount of time. Um, whether you're using it text or use a phone call. But, so you're saying that the etiquette, and I was trying to think of a word like etiquette mm-hmm. or phoneiquete or yeah. something like that. Fornicate oh. That's great. <laughs> that, that's a completely different podcast <laughs> on its own as well.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> um, but like, what's the phone etiquette of uh, of texting? Because I was a little bit caught off guard that they were a little bit irritated yeah. by the phone call immediately. I don't Absolutely. think they were in the bathroom. I All just right. think they were like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Why, why are you calling me right now yeah
1: we gotta talk <laughs> 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 yeah. this
0: is um it's a new form of communication that yeah. i'm yeah just just not familiar with right now no
1: I, I i can understand that i also do understand that you know sometimes it's just efficient to just give a personal call blah 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 blah, done exactly get it i i 100 i get it i just i'd i'd probably preface it with a hey listen you want to just talk it over let's just quick call all right I'll, I'll, you know what I'll
0: take that into yeah. account I'll take yeah. that into um, do you mind if I get because you know what I do yeah. that at work yeah right like if I'm I somebody I'll yeah. ask do you mind if I give you a call so I have that etiquette yeah. at work yeah. whenever we're using like our inner office uh, texting mm. um, or, or quick messenger yeah. yeah exactly like let's talk for a few minutes so okay good to mm-hmm. know but I thought I, I wouldn't have been upset if somebody called me as what no. like what I I don't I even think I would have been caught off guard. I just want to be like, hey, thanks for calling. Boom. Like, let's let's talk about stuff.
1: Because depending on what medium you're texting on as well, that person could have been on the computer. Yes. And they could have been texting over the computer. Yes. So they could be focusing on something else. Yeah. I know if I was focusing on studying or something, yeah. I'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> you know,
0: not right now. You know what? True story. Mm-hmm. That actually has happened. You know what? I just didn't answer, though. Yeah. And I texted them back saying, like, I'm busy right now. Yeah. Right? Um, I didn't answer going, like, pissed off. Because if I answered, I probably would have been irritated. You're yeah. bang on. Yeah. Right? Because I was in the middle of doing work. Um, so, yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cold mm-hmm. in the city right now. Yeah. Um, and I want to know if you lived up to your promise of the winter. Because we talked in a previous podcast. Yeah. Of in Toronto. Because Toronto can get damn cold. Right. Um, is what you were planning on doing with your time in in the city. Mm. And you said you were going to hit a bunch of ramen places right. and pho places. Right. Has that become a reality?
1: No. <laughs> uh, it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> and the reason why it hasn't uh, is because you know we've been cooking a lot at home. Okay. Um, and we haven't really gone out to as many ramen and folk places that I wanted to. Yeah. But maybe it might change. It's getting a little colder. Why have you guys not gone out though? I mean, you, you
0: guys are in the you guys are in an excellent period of life. Freshly, right. Uh, 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 right. is relatively freshly married. Right. Um, yeah. Doesn't have kids yet. Is um, is uh has a lot we, of time.
1: We we went to a financial advisor and this can get very deep, so I'm going to keep it very brief. Went I to a, yeah, high level. Yeah, highlights. Went to a financial advisor and we mocked up what uh, what uh, what it take us to buy a house. Yeah, in in the city. In the city or even nearby. Yeah, and uh, we realized, uh, yeah, we can't just go off on ramen every time. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> can't just go off on journeys anymore. You know what? I think that's
0: that's pretty. I don't I don't want to swear on this podcast, but that's pretty effing awesome, man. Yeah. Because that is something that I find that our generation doesn't think about it and, I'll, and I'm completely guilty of it as well yeah um, like there's periods of my life and I'd say to an extent even now mm. um, where I have not been mindful of how much that kind of stuff adds up right uh, and how you could be saving your money and I think um, you know one of my why I'm gonna have to trademark this but one of my favorite phrases as of late that also came around the New year's period um, was you know treat uh, your your day-to-day life is a business yeah right so you know you should probably consider treating it like that it's a good um, mentality and it's and it's easy to be frivolous like it's easy just to make a, a quick decision of' you know I'm gonna go pick up dinner I'm, I'm gonna go do this and if it's once in a while it's not a huge deal but mm. it's when it becomes like a regularity and that's and actually in Toronto it's a culture I mean it's something that we love yep. but it's a culture to go out we're actually becoming a lot like um like some Asian countries yep. where that's just the lifestyle which is
1: which is great but in Asia the food costs is not as way high. less yeah you know, when you're paying 20 bull, twenty bucks a bowl for a person, it's just, it just. It's yeah, it hurts. Food. It hurts. It's, yeah. And, and so, I I don't want to drag it on too long. No, no, but, that's a great but, point. But maybe, maybe the pivot would be just making the ramen at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've yeah. been researching a little bit. I'm not there yet because I want to, again, take my time with it. But you can make your own broth. You can, you can put it in the mason jars and you can do a lot of stuff with that. Maybe that's the move. I, I'm tired of going to places and and just saving it a little bit more and just eating it at home
0: yeah no I, I think that's brilliant that's yeah. uh, that's awesome so you know I, I might actually have to take a page out of that book yeah. um, but no I've noticed that the times that I've really focused on not paying for like lunches mm-hmm. and so uh, the amount of money that I save is crazy yeah. like yeah. it's it's I bring my lunch every, every day it's uh, no, I won't say I'm completely there yet, yeah. but I, I'd say that I've, I've been more mindful of them.
1: You know, I actually tell people that I meet for lunch, that, listen, hey, let's go for lunch, but guess what? I'm going to bring my own lunch. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I hope that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good thing to yeah. preface it with, no. because especially if somebody plans, like, a, a really extravagant location, no, like, uh, and then you're like, I got my brown bag. Yeah. I'll wait in line with you holding yeah. my brown bag. Yeah. Right? It's um, kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but...
1: I, and, and I think, I think if people get standoffish with, you know, when they hear, oh, you're going to brown bag it when I'm buying, oh, I don't know about that. Let's meet for coffee. Yeah. That's yeah. when I go, well, come on, man. Is it that big of a deal? Yeah.
0: No. No, anyways. You can still get your food, bro. Yeah. I'm just letting you know that it doesn't need to be fancy. No. You know, I'm bringing my own lunch. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I thought that was awesome. And uh, so you have not lived up to the whole fall ramen promise, yeah. but for noble reason. Yeah. and uh, And I'd say, you know. I just my last question related to that given that you have that incentive now is is it a re- like is it a reality you are in the exact demographic that i'm most curious about i mean i've already i've already gone through the buying of house yeah. and, and Toronto and stuff like that is is it is it something that you see as a possibility or or do you have to wait for like a correction to happen in the market <laughs> or you know like because there's a bunch of people in the same position
1: right same kind of age categories it's, it's, and, you just gotta work hard you know i yeah. think i think uh you gotta work hard ask the right questions and have a plan, and, and you know it doesn't need to be ten-year plan, five-year plan. Just have a plan, yeah, whatever yeah. time frame that suits you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think uh, it's absolutely doable. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. doable, and uh, you know, it just requires uh, discipline. Yeah,
0: you know. yeah. How much do you uh, do you think you're gonna have to compromise for uh, for location? Because I know you're oh, you're a central man. you're a central Toronto guy.
1: It's it's that's a tough
0: one, man. Yeah, because uh, it's it's space or or no space. That's uh, basically the question. Yeah, man.
1: It's space. It's so many factors. You know, you, I want to stay close to the city. It doesn't have to be next to the city. Yeah. You know, just uh, go train ride away maybe. And so that that's a big factor. I don't know. I think one step at a time. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think yeah. just getting the discipline right about okay, this is the target. Yeah. Wherever that is. Yeah. just This is a target. Let's sort of inch our way there uh, and then slowly when you get comfortable with that you can then go okay what do I really want yeah 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 yeah. no I, no, I think about you. going to a few open houses but
0: again I actually love that experience yeah, yeah. Um, I even when I owned a house and I'm not I wasn't even planning on yeah. like buying another house I actually I, I don't know if it's creepy is that a weird thing I like to visit right. an open house just because it helps you see what's out there right it helps you see comparables yeah. um, and I don't know you feel kind of luxurious in a way too like right. uh, the whole buying a house period is a very fun and stressful but yeah. can be very fun time at that stage of it right once you go through your mortgage and the funding and all that kind of other stuff and moving it enters the stress but the shopping yeah. of houses is so much fun it is right it
1: is and it's it's also gives you the practice so that you're not rushing when you're like okay i'm, I'm ready to buy exactly. but then it's not like okay now i gotta wait another six months to figure out what i really want it's exactly it's like a, it's like a research yeah exactly research doing your research on
0: what you feel comfortable with what you like
1: so 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 going back to your ramen thing like honestly man like i'd love to go out and start eating ramens left right and center faux whatever uh but it was sort of a kick in the pants over the holidays when we went to the financial advisor and we sat down because nishada and i we were like okay we're gonna have fun 2018 Yes. come 2019 we're gonna get serious yes yeah yeah and uh and Going to the advisor and just even just looking at projections of, you know, there's also the thing about retirement. Yes. You know, yeah, I, know, yeah, I know, again, yeah, yeah. we're trying to get, not trying to get heavy here. Yes, yes. But yes. it's things we need to worry about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Think about it, Not worry about it, Think about Well, the, just yeah. some
0: considerations. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I think that's actually, we'll, we'll have to talk about that in another uh, yeah. podcast because that's a big thing I find in the city as well. Yeah. Is <coughs> not thinking about retirement.
1: But, but what I do like is that uh, I've been an advocate of this that financial literacy should come in uh schools, schools earlier and it is now yes it's part of uh, careers or civics class or whatever now <laughs> yeah and man that's finally you'd think this would have come 10 years ago yeah yeah
0: so It's so important it should be mandatory um anyways we're gonna switch gears i got I've, i'm gonna talk about a little bit of heaviness here um but not uh, the same type of heavy What we we're just talking about uh and that is the artist i wanted to recommend for today mm-hmm. and it's a guy named angelo de augustine yeah um he is a singer-songwriter from la uh, he kind of filled my void for Sufjan Stevens. If you know who Sufjan Stevens is, so Stevens is kind of like an out-there singer-songwriter, just made kind of really beautiful music. He's been a big-time influencer. And the funny part is I have actually realized that it wasn't a coincidence that I, 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 he reminded me of him because he's actually on Sufjan Stevens' label. Oh, yeah. right. So Makes sense. He's, uh, or at least has worked on his label. And there's one thing that stuck out to me, and it's interesting we're talking about this whole reflection period and this whole... Is one line, one piece of poetry that was in one of his songs called Haze. Uh, And he says, the song's basically about um, telling somebody that you're interested in, you know, do you wanna get serious? Which, you know, we wanna go long term, Mm -hmm. uh, and stating the reasons why. And the phrase that I liked is that he says, now you're right and nobody's wrong. So he's saying, now you're right, like you're the right person for me, and this is the way I interpreted it, and nobody's wrong. And I love that phrase because i'm the type of person who does not live with regret yeah. i haven't done anything bad enough to regret mm-hmm. and of the things that i you know could be considered failures or considered starts and stops i don't live with regret at either at all because I'm super blessed to be where I am in life and is a reminder for people who are in those January tough times yeah. life life can be tough during this time of year yeah. you are more blessed than you believe you are mm-hmm. or and, I'm, and I don't say this in a religious way I just mean you you are lucky yep. in, in, in where you are and there's a lot of, of great things that are out there for you um, and even if things are going wrong they were meant to be you might not get to the goal that oh, yeah. you want to get to yeah unless these things happen yeah. if you're alone if you're not with somebody if you look at it just as simply as finding a partner yeah. if you're alone if this is a period that you're alone you're going to probably appreciate that person who's right for you even more yeah. because of the periods that you're alone yeah. so it's not that i'd say you know cultivate or relish in loneliness no i'd say that you know accept that that's this period but it's not wrong that you're necessarily going through it, or it doesn't necessarily have to be wrong that you're going through it, that it's a stage. Yeah. So anyways, I love that concept of, uh, I don't know, what, what do you yeah. think about I, you it? You know, I
1: think the, if the FOMO culture, you gotta, you got to slowly walk away from it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to sometimes not do things. Exactly. You know, it's okay or to... Or try and not, uh, not, and not succeed in the way you thought yeah. you, you would. Yeah, and, but, but the, guess what? If you try uh, incrementally, you'll get there. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big believer of that and and I think i've as I've been growing i've it's slowly coming to me uh so, so I think I think yeah I, I agree with you. it's yeah. it just, it just give yourself the time. Exactly. Which goes back to again focusing on little things. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Or, or,
0: or 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 reshifting. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, this is I I, I say that was a big thing I took away from that mm-hmm. song, and and I love, that. and that's actually off of an older album mm-hmm. uh, that he has called Swim Inside the Moon. Okay. Um, he just came out with, and actually this is a 2019 album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be playing the song from this 2019 album, but he just came out with a 2019 album called Tomb, uh, which is about a breakup that he had with somebody. Uh, He's kind of like, again, quiet, pretty singer-songwriter. Swim Inside the Moon to me is like the first listen. Um, So what I'm going to probably be playing for you today is a song called Haze, which coincidentally has that phrase that I had a little earlier. And his music is the type of music that if you have a partner, grab a blanket, snuggle under the blanket, press your fingers between each other's fingers, and then just enjoy that sound. If if you do not have a partner, grab a warm beverage. Yeah. Look out of a window if you got a window in a house. If you don't have a window, go for a walk and listen to it on your mobile device and take in the city for what it is and enjoy the snow and enjoy the cold weather, you know, for a brief period of time, but it's that kind of kind of song. Uh, but this is uh this is Angelo De Augustine. So hopefully you, hopefully you enjoy it. So that was Angelo de Augustine. Hopefully, you're a little closer to that partner of yours, or a little bit closer to your inner self. Yeah. This is one of those those type of type of songs and type of feels.
1: It's a very calming song.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. So if you're stressed, it's a a good song to take a beat, let let it ease off a little bit. But I'm gonna just pivot a little bit into our food location of the week, and this one is Norling. Okay. And the one big thing that I took away from Norling was, I don't know if our podcast listeners here, but Toronto actually has a Tibetan region, a Little Tibet mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. Rafi, did you know about Little Tibet before? No, I didn't. See, like, I, 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 this is what this is what makes our. I've lived in the city forever. I've, I've lived in a, a ton of areas. Mm-hmm. I've driven tons of spots. And I didn't know about this region. And there's still probably regions I still don't know about in the city. Okay. This is what I love about this city. So
1: why is is this so amazing?
0: Uh, uh, Because I say, number one, it represents another cultural community that I didn't really know had such a, I wouldn't even say impact, but um, uh, level of, uh, I'd say level of impact to this city. Mm -hmm. The fact that you could have your own community, right, right, uh, a place that could be technically titled Little Tibet, I thought was really cool. It's funny, Little Tibet. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Little Tibet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, with Um, all the mountains, little. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Is it really that small? Um, But it's basically this patch in Parkdale of I'd probably say about four or five blocks that um, has a lot of of, uh, Nepalese or Tibetan restaurants um, and all with. And I ended up finding out from the owner of Norling that the community that lived and lives around Mm -hmm. there is also Nepalese as well mm. which is why it's so central there so it's it's easy for them to get traditional food okay and a lot of people who come in from tibet even now um actually move to that community because people speak the language right you're more likely to at least um, ease into your transition yeah into living in toronto a little bit more but i i'm just wondering what other cultures are out there that i don't i don't know have their own communities yet yeah. like it's interesting like that's that's uh that was a wild part but a couple other things that I took away from it as well
1: and have you had uh, Tibetan food or Nepal? no well no I haven't actually uh, I'm kind of surprised yeah I've never even thought about it have, have you been to Tibet I feel like you probably have been to Tibet. No, no 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 I haven't really yeah I've never been to Nepal no really yeah. okay yeah wow so which is why it's, this is a very interesting like I'm what is this? You're kind of intrigued, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, mountain food. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, what, what that's all you? I know, though. That's all I know. I know about mountains and Sherpas. <laughs> <laughs> Do they dress like Sherpas? As and the Dalai Lama? Yeah. Right? Um, oh, sh-
0: no in language <laughs> in the words. Uh, After saying Dalai Lama, come on, oh. uh, have 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 more. It's gracious. <laughs> His graciousness. <laughs> exactly. His <But> graciousness. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, <laughs> like that's that's the whole thing with the Dalai Lama and, and that that region. So I'd say, you know, the feeling from a food standpoint that I can tell you, because culturally, I didn't really get to dive as deep as, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. The story of, of how they moved here was interesting, though, because the chef that works there cooked a lot of this food growing up, but then traveled the world to learn other disciplines. So right. it was fairly interesting that he knew all these other disciplines, but then he specialized in what his his, uh, his native country um, was. But I'd say that there's a lot of similarities between, uh, and, and this is not that surprising, mm-hmm. but between a lot of North Asian food mm-hmm. uh, and, and Tibetan food. So, you know, if you, if you take a look at momos, which are one of the more popular things that you get there, is that they're basically like dumplings. In Japan, they would call them gyozas, yeah. um, you know, like depending on where you are. Now, the key difference is uh, with, um, with the Nepalese ones is that they're uh, referred to as more juicy. So more of the juices of the meat um, are inside the dumpling and actually collect inside mm-hmm. the wrap that it's in, uh, which makes the momo. And it's and it's really good. It's just like again, if you like if you like dumplings, if you like anything like that, go for it. They're just about triple the size of what the average ones were, right. um, which is another key thing too about the momos that they were big. Okay. It's like mo. I want momos. Yeah, As, mo- as, if, Mo-Mos. Somebody, as if somebody wanted to say they ha- they wanted more of something. Yeah. Right. So I want. Uh, did you want some more uh, dumpling? No, I want mo. <laughs> right, I want, I want, I want like uh, like Billy Idol. Um, but uh, mo mo mo. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that song is Rebel Yell, I believe. Uh, Anyways, so it's just as if it's larger. And then um, we had some some food that was really similar to, like, uh, what a spicy chicken would be, like a breaded spicy chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, very similar to North Asian, like Mm -hmm. other North Asian foods I've had. I wouldn't compare it to something that you have at, like, know, manchu walk, but I'd say if you went to a traditional Chinese restaurant and you got what one of their chickens, were spicy chickens were, it was right. it was similar to that. Uh, and and then the the strange part was that uh, was the blood sausage. Now, do you have blood sausage in your culture? You don't have blood sausage. No, in your we culture? don't. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. Um, but blood sausage is something that's actually really prevalent in uh, in Guyanese culture. Um, I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's called black something. Oh, it's it's, it's going to bother me. Now, anyways, there's a, a mm. sausage that's out there that we eat that's very similar. It needs to have blood in it as okay. part of the recipe. Okay. And so, you know, th- it can be a little bit off-putting to some people, but right. I see people cut into steaks that are, like, bleeding like crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can handle that,
1: you should be able to handle the it, blood sausage. It, yeah, exactly. It. It's yeah. just
0: I don't call it a blood steak. Yeah. If I call the blood stick, is a little less appetizing. So anyways, I got a lot of things to learn about there. I'd say just even just to go check out what yeah. Napalese food and Napalese culture is. You know, check out Norling or, or just go to Little uh, uh, little Tibet, yeah. uh, you know, in, in the Parkdale region uh, and see all the different, because there's there's kind of higher class ones, there's more whole-in-the-wall ones, there's ones that are kind of in between. So you have actually a pretty wide variety of ones to choose from the region. It was really cool. Um, anyways, so this is our, uh, our, our, our visit to Norling. Uh, I hope, uh, you enjoy it.
2: Marco Polo, Ferdinand Magellan, Christopher Columbus, all used to take months and a small fleet to taste the spices of Asia. What I love about Toronto is that it takes me 10 minutes to taste the cuisine of Tibet.
3: Hey guys, today we're in Parkdale, Toronto, to try out a local Nepalese restaurant, Narling. Today we'll be having the beef momos, chili chicken, and blood sausage. My name's Eddie. And I'm Essin. And here's what What we we dig. dig.
0: Norling which is the corner of Queen and Jameson. Now Norling is a traditional Tibetan restaurant that has a chef that was trained in Tibet growing up.
4: In this area lots of Tibetans and also uh, nowadays the Tibetan food is very popular I think so. So uh, also I want to advertise the Tibetan culture and Tibetan food so That's the reason that I start with the Tibetan foods.
0: They cook a lot of traditional home-cooked foods there. They cook momos, they cook a lot of stuff you'd expect to get from a Tibetan restaurant, but it really has that home-cooked feel. The owners have that ideal Canadian story of being so well-traveled. They went from Tibet to India to Halifax, then took over this restaurant a few years ago to serve Tibetan food. So if you're in the Parkdale region and you're looking on going for a bit of an adventure to Tibet, try out Norling and enjoy your food.
4: What are we having today? Uh, we're having a um, beef momo. The preparation is, first we have to roll in the dough, leave it for a while. Main time we prepare the meat, ground beef, some onions, some cilantro, and some salt. Mix it well together, mm-hmm. and then we make it.
2: Awesome. And then steam it for 10 minutes, so we're ready to serve. So if you're looking to try the momos, just as it was recommended to us by the chef here, make sure you add, you use some of the chili sauce, the salad that it comes with, as well as a little bit of soy sauce, um, and just put it right into your mouth hole. It it will pay off.
3: Their momos are a great size, super juicy, and the, the meat just created this hearty symphony between the outer shell and the stuffing.
4: The next dish is sausage. Uh, it's called blood sausage, Tibetan blood sausage. It's very uh, popular too. First we have to put some flavors and some rice uh, and ground beef and some blood and mix it all together. They fill it in the casing and then steam it for 35 minutes. Okay, So it's ready
2: we had the blood sausage. And the flavors that stick out the most, of course, is the well-cooked beef. So you, you taste the beef, and you definitely um, taste the rice. And they go really well together.
3: If you're at this restaurant, and you're in the mood for a little bit of an adventure, give it a try.
2: The last thing we're doing is chili
4: chicken. We have different kind of spicy level, medium, mild, and spicy. And first thing, we have to bring the Thai chicken. Uh, just cut it small pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, put some salt and some spicy and some flowers, and defry it and then we stir fry and ready.
3: The dry chili chicken which we asked to have made a little bit spicier definitely had a kick so if you have a friend or loved one that likes a little bit of heat ask them to kick it up a bit on the dry chili chicken.
2: Chicken it was cooked to perfection and I felt like you could just eat as plates and plates full of it.
3: So, when we got to Norling, we asked the owners, what does Norling mean? And the explanation they gave Nor means precious, and Ling means together. So, literally translated, Norling means everything precious together. How's that for Food for Thought?
2: We're here at Norling with the owner, Lamo. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Essen. Essen? Essen. It's ours. <laughs> uh-huh. So, what can you tell me about the history of Norling? How long has the restaurant been here? So it's like five years old, Okay, and I took over in three years. Um, how do you guys operate here? So
4: like uh, my husband, he's really want to open a restaurant, mm-hmm. and he always keep telling me that he want to open a restaurant because he's cooking very good. So I, uh, th- the honestly, first thing, I don't want to open the restaurant because I heard it's very hard. Mm-hmm. so i don't want to be in too much stress yes. so i told my husband you know what I, I can't do it and he said oh you should do it because we have to do something for here because if we just walk under the people we cannot do anything so he said we have to do something by ourselves so um, i think about it and then i thought oh he's right so i have to do it and i have to support it so i tell him okay we going to look
2: for a restaurant to open it so we just started it's amazing that's yeah. a really good story thank you <laughs> so tell me tell me more more about the authenticity of the food, your ingredients, how you make it. Okay, so we make same as uh, same food as in in back home,
4: and we get all the inden- Indian ingredients in here because uh, uh, whatever we have in back home, uh, all the ingredients have in here. They bring so, them here as yeah, well. Yeah, so it's easy to get and easy to make. So.
0: So that was our visit to Norling. I uh, hope you are adventurous, and if you want to put on your Indiana Jones... Actually, would that be offensive? Would be putting on an Indiana Jones hat be a little bit offensive going there? I don't know
1: about that, but I, I do want to go check this place out. Yeah, yeah. it oh, it's an adventure for sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and an adventure that you never really probably knew. You know what? May may just venture into Parkdale. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I
0: may just do that. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. I, but I may cross the border. I was about to say, that's really far for you. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I might just do it. You're, you're passing the uh, Young Street 2019, threshold.
1: 2019, things change. 2019.
0: <laughs> 20- New year, new me Um, But uh, yeah, definitely an adventure but uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who made it this far into our podcast. Um, we've actually been getting a, a little bit more support lately. So yeah. thank you for everybody who's listening. And, you know, tell more people about it if you think it's of value for them to find out about the city and, you know, just find out about good things that are out there. But uh, I want to yeah. salute uh, every one of our listeners right now. And even the ones that are family members that feel like they're doing it out of obligation. Yeah. We love you too. Yeah, and thank thanks. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, anything else you want to add, Matthew? We're nope, good.
1: That's it. That- until right, well, next
0: time. Yeah, well that's, again, you can find us on YouTube uh, if you want to see the video of The Norling Visit. Um, we're on all social media uh, platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, you name it, Twitter. So if you want to reach out to us, ask us questions, tell us what your feeling is, tell us what you're doing for the winter, we are a wide open ears to hear it. Otherwise, my name is Laird. I'm Rafi. And we'll see you next time.